I did want to talk about mikvahs and baptism since that's one of the readings today. And Eric just read in Acts 2.37, Now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? And Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you in the name of the Lord Yeshua Messiah, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit. So what I want to talk about is what's going on with baptisms or mikvahs. I want to talk about water, since water is intimately involved in that process. I'll use baptism and mikvahs interchangeably since they're the same thing. So don't be confused if I use one word or the other. A baptism or a mikvah is going into the water and coming up the far side. And what both Jews and Christians say when someone comes up out of the water is born again. Hence, what most of the Sunday church calls, I'm a born-again Christian. What that means is they've gone into the water, come up on the far side, and they have been reborn. And I guess the question that I would ask of you is, what's going on there? And to begin to understand that, you've got to go back and talk about water and what water is. Now, you all remember Genesis 1, where we have the tale of creation. And what did God bring everything out of? Water. Remember, the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And in fact, if you look at the creation, what you really have is a description of the birth process. Because what happens when someone is born is he's inside of his mother and he is floating in water. And when the birth happens, he comes out and there is a rush of water and Blood. Oh, that's interesting. Where else do we see a rush of water and blood? Yeah, interesting. Okay. Water is the thing that everything is born out of. Starts with everything we have here is born by the Word of God out of the chaos of the water. And that leads us to the fact that in Scripture there's two kinds of water described. There's natural water, which is a metaphor for chaos and there's living water. And those two are not used interchangeably. So what we have when we have, for example, creation, is you have natural water, chaos, something unformed, out of which is born the world as we know it, the universe as we know it. And what happens in baptism is you go down into the water of chaos and you then come up and are born. The other thing is living water. And let me give you a passage of scripture here. In John chapter 7, on the day of the feast, the great day, Yeshua stood up and cried out, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Now this he said about the spirit, whom those who believed in him were about to receive. So living water Yeshua equates that with the Spirit. Who was hovering over the waters in creation? The Spirit, again. And the other place is in John 4, where Yeshua meets the woman at the well. Yeshua said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again. The water that I will give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. So you've got water used two ways. 
You've got it used of chaos and you've got it used of order of the Spirit. Both things happen in Scripture. We see water used over and over again. So, for example, at the Exodus, you have ten statements of creation in Genesis. You have ten statements of destruction, which are the plagues. And then we have a rebirth. And you have, if you will, the Red Sea becomes a birth canal. And both Egypt and Israel go into the birth canal. One is born into the world, the other is stillborn. Egypt doesn't come out, but Israel does. And where do they go? Into a place with no water. They're born, they go through the birth canal, metaphorically obviously, and they come out into a place with no water. And so what is the source of their water in this place where they are born into? It's living water. It's water that comes directly from God for their nourishment. And sometimes when people go through birth, they are born as Israel was. Sometimes they're still born as Egypt was. And by the way, that's what a baptism is. That's why you are called born again. Because what you're doing is reenacting the birth process. You go into the water, and then you come out of the water born again. It all has to do with water. Now, the place I want to fetch up and spend a few minutes with you is Yeshua. One of the signature things that he does is walks on water. It isn't just, oh, well, they're out there and I'm here and the only way to get there is to walk. He sets the whole thing up. He's the one that says, all right, you all go across there and I'm deliberately not going with you and I'm going to whistle up a storm and then I'm going to walk out to meet you on the water. This is not just something casual. Oh, there happened to be out there. I'm back here. The only way to get there is either to swim or to walk. And so he walks. But this is all part of the lesson. And what he's doing is he is demonstrating that he is master of the water. He is able to bring order out of the chaos which the water represents. He is able to calm the storm, which is bringing order out of the chaos of nature. That's what he's showing his disciples. Peter is sitting in the boat. And Peter says, Lord, if that's really you, ask me to come to you. And Yeshua says, okay, come on. And what happens? Peter starts walking toward him, and then what happens? It's like a wily e. Coyote moment, right? Peter starts walking toward the Lord, and he's like wily e. Coyote that goes off the cliff and all of a sudden says, oh, wait a minute, we got a problem here. And he starts to go down. Both of the vignettes where Yeshua sends his disciples out on a boat are tests of faith. There are other tests of faith, like, for example, when they try and cast out the demon and they can't do it. Well, Yeshua, as far as we know, doesn't set that up. Somebody brings a demon-possessed person to them, and they try and cast the demon out, and they can't go, and they go say, hey, boss, how come we can't get rid of this demon? But these two on the lake are deliberately engineered and set up by Yeshua as a test of faith. He walks out, and Peter walks to it. And then the other one is where they send him across and he's sleeping in the boat and the storm comes. So he's got these two major tests of faith. And in both cases, his disciples fail the test. And the last thing he says is, oh, ye of little faith. 
That's sort of his signature line when they're out on a boat in the water. Oh, ye of little faith. Because they didn't understand the loaves and fishes and they didn't understand this. But both of these are tests of faith that Yeshua has engineered for his disciples. And in both cases, they fail. And in both cases, they involve water. So in both cases, what we're saying is you have in the lake what I've called natural water, which represents chaos, which Yeshua demonstrates that he is the master of. He is able to bring order out of the chaos. He says to the storm, peace, be still. And it stops. He walks on the water. So in both cases, what he's demonstrating is his mastery over the chaos that water represents. And in both cases, his apostles fail the test. And then we get the, oh, ye a little faith. They didn't understand the loaves and fishes. They didn't understand this or that. And so they blow, blow the test. And what I'm suggesting to you is those two tests are deliberately engineered both as to place and circumstances. Because he's teaching us something. So, what's he teaching us? Remember I said earlier when I was reading from John, it says... If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. And again, the metaphor there is not accidental. So what he's saying is those who believe in him will have mastery over water. The water that they produce will be living water. It will not be natural water, which is chaotic and destructive. Because what did God use when he wanted to destroy the world? Water. And we're back to water again. So you've got living water that's supposed to come out of you, and you've got natural water, which can be very destructive. So how does that fit in with walking on water and calming the storm and all that stuff? What I will suggest to you is what he's telling you is you have to be master of water, which means that you have to produce living water, And you have to introduce the living water into the chaos of the world. Because the world is chaotic. Anybody read the news? Listen to the news? Watch the news on the internet? However you consume your news? Do you notice the chaos? People are just crazy. I mean, that's the only way you can describe it. And your job is to bring living water, which is order, into that chaos. That's what you're supposed to do. But now let's go back to the disciples. They failed the test twice. And if you look at why they failed, as Peter is having his wily coyote moment and standing out there on the water, what caused him to lose it? He looked at the wind. How do you see wind? But he did. He looked at the wind and started to sink. What happens when the disciples are sent out with him snoozing in the bottom of the boat? They see the storm, and they become afraid. And they cease to make any progress whatsoever, and they finally say, "Uh, why are you sleeping? Don't you care? He sort of gets up and gives them a sort of a disgusted look and says, peace, be still. And then we get the signature phrase, you have a little face. So... What is the thing that prevents the disciples from exercising mastery over the water? Fear and sight. They see the storm. So they're out there with Yeshua himself, and they look at their circumstances around them, and they see the storm, and they focus on the storm 
and they start to sink and the boat stalls and all sorts of things happen and finally Yeshua has to grab them by the stacking swivel and say, do you get the metaphor? So now, let's say that you've got rivers of living water flowing from your belly like you're supposed to have and you go into the chaos of the world, what is the storm that you will face that can cause you to forget that you're supposed to be a master over the water, master over the chaos. What would cause you to lose track of that? A storm, right? Somebody comes at you and says, I don't believe that stuff. Or somebody says, don't talk to me about that. Or somebody says, away, go. And you, being human, faced with human disapproval, lose track of the fact that you're supposed to be the source of living water. Anybody ever been there? Been in a place where a word of God would be really appropriate and you keep your mouth shut? And what you've done is you have mirrored what happened with the disciples. He's got them out there in the middle of the lake to teach them something, or to teach us something. And the fact that they fail is instructive. And what caused them to fail is instructive to us. And it was they looked at the circumstances around them, they saw the opposition, and they didn't believe they could overcome it. So as you go out into the world carrying these rivers of living water in your belly, you're going to run into circumstances where a word is the proper thing to do into the situation. Don't be like the disciples. Speak that word. And understand that as you speak that word, you will hit opposition. You will hit hostility. You'll hit scorn. You'll hit unbelief. You'll hit all those things. And by the way, those things represent chaos. And what you're to do is you're to bring order into that chaos. And if you don't step out of the boat, you're not going to be effective. As I say, what you don't want to do is go through your life sitting on your own blessed assurance and not affect anybody else around you. And he gives you these examples. And it all has to do with water, which brings us back to baptism. And the idea is we are to be masters over the water. We are to bring order into the chaos. That's what we're supposed to do. And part of that is this process of going into the water and coming up again on the far side, born again. Born again.